I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. We're here with Alyssa Gressel Dickey, the author of The Speed of Light. And I've invited her on the show today because I'm super curious about a couple of things. One is her main character, who has MS. And two is her publisher, who is not who you might expect. So we're going to chat about both of those things. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I was really excited to to have you respond because, you know, sometimes when I just reach out to random authors, they're like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you thinking of me. I love it. No, I'm intrigued. I would love to hear the answers to those questions, too. Now, Emma has read your book, and I have not. So we'll be coming at this from two different aspects. Yeah. Awesome. So if listeners out there, if you haven't read this book, don't feel bad. Um, you can read it after we're done. And Shelley will be you. And for those who have read it and are just excited to talk about it, I, I, I'm with you now. Yeah. Okay. So I want to start with, for those who haven't read it, the, the basic premise. And mm-hmm. the, the basic premise is two really intense ideas kind of nested together. Yes. Um, one is this main character who is diagnosed with MS. I'm not giving anything away. It's on the back of nope. the book. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she's also involved in a shooting mm. on a campus. So what inspired you to combine those two fairly intense scenarios? Right. Um, actually, not surprisingly, perhaps, it started out as two separate story ideas. But as I worked on them and, and, you know, they rolled around, lived in my head for quite some time. Neither of them felt complete or, you know, I, I didn't know how I wanted them to go. And kind of suddenly when I realized that I was formulating two timelines of the same story, or like you said, two intense life experiences for the same character, everything kind of clicked and it flowed together pretty well. Because it is about, like you said, the, the past timeline is about this um, diagnosis she goes through and a new love. And then in, it starts though in the beginning or the present, I'm sorry, timeline when this intense, the shooting happens and then flashes back and you see the relationship and you see her trying to get used to her diagnosis. And then it flashes back and forth until they, t- they culminate together. And I, I don't want to say too much. But. No, that's, that's great. So you mentioned um, it goes back and forth. What is her, age range during this when she gets her diagnosis and during the she, shooting? She's 30 or like, you know, early thirties. And that's when she gets her diagnosis or? Yes. It was just, it's over the course of a year, like a tumultuous okay. year in her life. That is, you know, we talk about tumultuous years in people's lives, but that's pretty intense. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, but the, definitely. Surprise, chronic disease. Oh yeah. By the way, it's shooting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just stay home. <laughs> I thought my life was rough. Okay. So why, um, and this is kind of a, this is kind of a plant of a question because I I know that you have some things to say about this, but why did you choose to write about a character with MS? Um, Because of my own experience living with multiple sclerosis. Um, This was the third manuscript that I've ever written. And, but it was honestly the first time I felt ready or brave enough, I guess, to write a main character with my illness. 
And so writing this story and my main character's journey, having her come to terms with her diagnosis um, and all of her doubts and fears, it was very therapeutic for me in a way. And honestly, especially at the beginning, I was writing it for myself because it's the story I needed when I was first diagnosed. Mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to that when um, listeners who've been with us for a while know that my first novel was very similar in that I started writing as a way to deal with my cousin's death by suicide. And I really was, thank you. I I really was writing, you know, for me and it became something that I wanted to share with people because as you know, I'm sure when you're writing something that's that intense, um, it turns out other people have those same feelings or, or those same fears that, that you're struggling with. So it's nice to kind of share that experience with other people who also understand. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, that, and it, it gives someone representation for a change. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, that's yeah. a significant life change that someone has to deal with. And that's not out there anywhere in any of these books. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten some wonderful notes that really have just been the best part of the entire debut experience um, from people who um, are living with MS or another chronic illness and, and have felt seen. And it has just really knowing that it resonated with them has really made all the difference for me. It's just been amazing. That's fantastic. That does bring me though to, to the next question, which I feel like whenever we write about topics like this, right. um, you get people who say, well, that's not really how it is. Right. <laughs> no, I, I totally. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> so did you have, did, did you, did you have fears about that going in? And then how have you dealt with, people responding in those sorts of ways right. to this story. Um, absolutely. I 100% worried about that going in because it's such a personal story, but also I know, you know, living with MS, I know that no two people experience MS the same way. Right. Or even if it's similar, they might not react the same way or feel that, you know, have the same thoughts surrounding it or something. But but definitely because it's such an individual illness, I I did worry about that and I try to avoid reviews, but I, I do, I've seen, you know, the sentiment and everything or once or twice, but, um, but yeah, I, the bottom line is I finally kind of realized that I, I had to write my own story as authentically as I could. That's yes. what I tried to do. And that's all I can do. But I, I definitely try to have the caveat every time I'm able to, to say that, this does not by any means speak for everyone with MS. This is not the same experience that everyone has. I, I, one of my sincere hopes is that it can pave the way for more representation in stories because there are so many stories to be told. There are so many experiences. Um, and like I said, just receiving messages from people that do say it resonates or part of it resonates or, you know, and even if any little bit does, it just makes it all worth it. And it's been amazing. How, how much of this really was autobiographical? Like how much of it felt like you were writing yourself yeah. fictionalized? That's a great question. Um, I think the best way to describe it is the internal versus external. Like her internal struggles, the fears, the doubts, the frustrations she has through her illness and the symptoms, the worries about the future, the racing thoughts in the MRI machine, all of that um, were pretty like that, that was pretty much me. But then the external struggles, I kind of put it into a fictionalized environment, like the shooting and everything like that. That was the fiction part. 
So do you focus a lot on the journey through learning about MS and how to deal with it? Because I know that uh, my closest friend has MS and yeah. the the cornucopia of drugs that they have to test and guinea yeah. pig on her yeah. um, because it's so unique to each person right. um, is insane. Uh, right. So do you go into that at all? I, I don't. Her experience is like mine where right away based on her history and how she's doing it in the moment, she's given the option to forgo treatment at first. And okay. that is something I did, but honestly, this is where it's already changed for me because now a few years out, I am on Copaxone now and I'm doing the shots and, and like the things she was scared of, I'm experiencing. And that's where I feel like I could, there are so many stories even I could, like one person can write based on their chronic illness experience as they kind of progress along. But, but no, I guess to answer your question, I don't go into it. And that was something that, that was a challenge of writing it is how technical and medical do we get? And my editor was really great about trying to, you know, have me focus on the emotion and how it was impacting her. Right. And so it definitely, there's more of that. And I do include an author's note at the end that I refer people to the National MS Society website, just because I feel like they're such a great resource and have so many great options available for people. Well, and speaking as somebody who who read the book, I, I did feel like I had enough information for her emotions to feel authentic. Okay. Okay. So, Thank you. I'm glad. It was, <laughs> it was hard balance. It felt like you didn't want to write, be writing a medical textbook, but also I didn't want people to be like, that's not true. Or what is she, that doesn't make any sense. Or, you know, it's because so much of it, you get, yeah, the terminology and even, even, you know, here's a, here's a look into the, an earlier draft where, I talked about um, she had these past symptoms that that kind of were a clue that she didn't realize. I had experienced that as well. And I was actually at the time um, diagnosed with acute disseminated encephalomyelitis instead. Oh. And so I'm like, yeah, that got cut because I think it was just way too much <laughs> jargon for it to not, for readers to not be like, what? Okay, there's too many terms here. <laughs> Don't make me pull out a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I do like and I'm fascinated by this idea of the the many stories that we have to tell because I think too often people in in difficult situations get sort of pigeonholed into this like well this is how it must be for you yep. like these yeah. are the feelings you're allowed to have this is how it must be right. I'm thinking actually of a book uh, another author I know wrote a book called uh, this is not a love scene okay. and she has MS and really? she, her main, yeah, and her main character has MS. You should look her up. She's very cool. It's Essie Meagle. Really okay. Um, and she, her main character has MS. And a bunch of the of the comments that she got on her book were, well, clearly you don't know what it's like to have MS because this isn't how we feel. <laughs> and like, this is a, a young woman who's in a wheelchair and has been for years as a result of her MS. Right. And if she's that feeling was, that way, that's how people with MS feel. Like. If there's, you know, there's not one feeling for us. There's, we all have a range of emotions. Obviously, we're, we're human. people. Yes, we're humans. Yeah, and I think that's that's just so important to to bring forward and to remember that having MS is a is a part of who you are and a part of you know what which makes your emotions do what they do and makes you make the decisions that you do. But it's not everything you are. 
Right. And that's, it's not everything this story is either. There is a lot of other things going on. She has a whole life that she's dealing with in addition to this hard thing. Yeah. And that is what I, and I, because also I think sometimes, you know, the point is, oh, what an inspirational character. And her journey was up, like from down to up. And now she's just great. Like the whole overcoming, I'm putting, I'm doing air quotes, overcoming the you know disability <laughs> that makes yes. you kind of cringe because it's like, no, it's not a straight line by any means. You know, there are good days and bad days. She makes mistakes. I make, you know, like that's, I tried to make her a flawed character on purpose because she's a person. Every, everyone has flaws and she's not just going to make the right decision from day one. And then she maybe will get, will take two steps forward and three steps back because it's not a straight line. This is something you have to live with and it's part of her. But like you said, not all of her. So I definitely try to just make make her a person first. And and yes. it's I hope not I an inspirational it. story. It's it's a just a story about a right. human. Right. It's a life experiencing story. things. Yeah, definitely. So it's also okay. I don't like love stories usually. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you. And I, I bring this up a lot that I'm not I don't like romance. Okay. Um this one was actually quite satisfying to me like I was really pleased with the arc of what happened there Um, (laughs) (laughs) I take that as high praise then because yeah that was my you know one of my favorite parts of the story is Connor and and their relationship I'm very discerning about romances so yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) Shelby you were gonna say something well so as I have not read this book is this a standalone or are you hoping to write more with this character you know I've it never occurred to me, but people have asked me that. And I, I would love to, I mean, if someone was like, we, yes, we definitely want you to write a sequel to this. I would love to, because there's so many things and I don't want to give away the ending, but so many things that can be explored as she ages, as she considers parenthood, you know, things in her life that, um, that I could draw definitely from my own personal experience on, but, but yes, no, there's no plans for a sequel at this point, but I would love to. Right. And when did this one come out? Just on March 1st. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I know it feels like, I can't believe it was only a few weeks ago because it's, it's been kind of a whirlwind month, but it's been wonderful. <laughs> this is actually a, a great segue too, because um, your, the book just came out and the way yeah. I discovered your book was a, a email from Amazon mm-hmm. um, being like, hey, let's read this Kindle book before it comes out, which is how I was able to email you about this book like the day it came out. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I, I, I did some digging because I was curious, and I discovered that you are published through an imprint that's owned by Amazon. Is that yes. – did, did I untangle that correctly? So how you does did. that work? Well, Amazon Publishing is not – I mean, it's, it's all, of course, Amazon, but it's – Amazon Publishing is like their, their actual publishing arm where they have different imprints and – Lake Union Publishing, which published my book, is their um, book club fiction imprint. And they also have Thomas and Mercer, which has done um, like suspense and thrillers. And they have Little A Books, which is some nonfiction and literary fiction, I believe. And Mott Lake Romance. Like, so they have, and I, so I'm, I don't know all of them, but they have different branches of Amazon or Amazon Publishing or APUB. And the reason, like you said, why you got to read it early was because like six books are chosen each month from Amazon Publishing to um, go out to Amazon Prime members as an Amazon first read. And mine was chosen for February because I came out March 1st. So it went out February 1st. So that was really exciting. 
And um, yeah, it's been wonderful. Lake Union is really just wonderful to work with. So do you do all the the setup and everything? Can you give me an idea about how much you have to do as part of that? Oh, well, no, it's it's like traditional publishing. Like I have seen it it described as, you know, almost the, like there's almost the big six or whatever there are now, like, because they're, they are traditional publishing. Like I have an agent, I signed with my agent, um, in 2016. And then like we went on sub to publishers and my agent had met my editor at um, a conference and then submitted my book to her and they, um, acquired the book. If that makes sense. So to, so to clarify for our listeners, this is not KDP, right? This is not Kindle, no. Kindle Direct Publishing. This is really a like Amazon doing their own publishing house. Yes, yes. Um, and yes. you need an agent to get to them. You can't direct Correct. query, that sort of thing. Correct. Yeah, it's not self-publishing. It's traditional, if that's what you mean. Is that what KDP means? Yeah, K- KDP is okay. Kindle Direct Publishing, and so they okay. do like like any of us could go on and publish a book tomorrow, you know, on oh, KDP. Sure. We don't have to go through any, you know, we don't need an agent. You don't have to go through any sort of like vetting process. You just publish oh, a book. Okay. Yeah. So that's normally that's what we talk about here, but this oh, is so, I'm this sorry. was, no, no, no. <laughs> this was so. Room. Like, oh no, I walked into the wrong, wrong classroom. No, no, no. no. I knew this. I knew this when I invited you. <laughs> because I, I, I do want, like, I, I want to make sure that our listeners understand and and have the tools to make good decisions about where they're going to publish and how they're going to publish sure and this is an outlet that i was just not aware of i had no idea until i started digging into what you were doing that amazon had their own publishing house and not just um distributing books on behalf of independent publishers so i thought that was really interesting yeah and it's very cool i think a lot of people are that way too and i have no idea like when they were founded or you know anything like that but yeah, I think there is that confusion where it's like, no, it's not, it's not self-publishing. It's traditional and it's basically, basically like a big five publishing house, but not like they're separated. But, yeah. So that brings up a sort of sub question. So sure. um, you've enjoyed writing this character. Uh, what if your agent doesn't want to continue that, but you really feel there's another book in you? Would you consider maybe indie publishing to continue with that person? Oh. <laughs> Asking the hard questions. Yeah, that's no, right. that's. <laughs> Again, I would love to have have that sort of time. To be honest, like I, I have, I work full time as well, and I have like you know, a family, and so someday, yeah. Like if I, if a story struck me that I'm like, I need to write Simone and Connor's continued story, and someday I would write it. I would, you know, do that kind of on the side, but um, I would, I definitely would also continue at this point to it be on the back burner to like my next novel coming up that is coming that was acquired by Lake Union and that sort of thing. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I didn't know about that. So <laughs> I jumped ahead. Sorry to your question. <laughs> Tell us about the next novel. Um, my next novel is called Iris in the Dark, and I was excited to announce it. It was it was honestly the, the week that it came out um, as Amazon first read that. So this it's just been an exciting crazy time but yes um, I'm working on it now it's coming out in spring 2022 or next year from Lake Union um, Iris in the Dark is book club fiction again then and it's about an overprotective single mom who reluctantly agrees to house sit and then must face her fears after she hears cries for help over a two-way radio oh no so 
it once again kind of it's set in South Dakota where I live, and it's kind of a blend of you know women's fiction with both romantic and suspenseful elements. So I'm really excited, and I hope that readers will be too. That sounds awesome. Thank you. It sounds like I will have nightmares. So no, <laughs> no, no, no I it's hopefully not. not. Hopefully it sounds not. amazing. I'm big on thrillers. <laughs> Thank so. you. <laughs> it's still more the women's fiction side. It's kind of like, well, like the speed of light, where you know it's it's part love story, part exciting thing happening, but definitely not like, you know, like a. It shouldn't give you nightmares, but you know, <laughs> I, I guess I can't guarantee. <laughs> Do you? Do you view the writing? Do you do you have a mission for your writing? Like, do you feel like you're trying to do something or accomplish something, or do you write because you love it and you want to share stories? All of the above, if that makes sense. But definitely with the speed of light, um, I really thought about that question because it's a wonderful question, and I know I said it started out as writing it for myself, but especially now that it, you know it's wonderful that it's resonating with so many people. So I, and it's, it also, like I've heard people say, it's, it's helping create a a greater understanding of living with MS um, and what, what I go through, what my family goes through and and other chronic illnesses as well. And so I, I do hope that I'm happy about that. And so I would say that that's my mission. And I just want readers to see that people with chronic illness and disabilities, we deserve to be the heroes of our own stories and we deserve our happily ever afters just as we are. And so that would definitely be my mission, if if there is a mission, um, or you know, I, I haven't. I guess I'm outright saying it now, but, but yeah, you did. You said it. You can't unsay it. I know I can't unsay it. It just feels so like formal. Like I know I have to create a mission statement document or something. No, I love it. No, and I would love for it to open more doors for people somehow with that. Oh, maybe we need another story. You know, like more chronic illness and disability by disabled and chronically ill authors that would be just wonderful of all ages all age groups i mean i would i would love for the, you know to see some children's books middle grade young adults all the way you know different genres horror suspense everything to have disabled protagonists would be wonderful i agree Definitely. So if people want to follow you and, and make sure that they get all the updates on iris and the dark and all the other things you're doing yeah. where can they find you online I think the best place would be my website just because I have my links to all my social media accounts there. And that okay. is com. And yeah, I would love to connect. That would be wonderful. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I think we learned a lot here and I hope everyone goes out and, and gets the book because it is a lovely book. I read it very quickly because uh, oh, I was really so- engaged. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity. It's been wonderful just to talk about it and talk books and everything. Well, we're excited to see what you do next. Thank you so much. 